You're listening to Live Wild Radio, the part-time adventure podcast. Join us as we explore how outdoor adventures build mind, body, and spirit. Before we get to the show, we have a partner for this episode, GreatLakesGearYa.com. And for American friends, us.greatlakesgearya.com. And they make great quality kettlebells at great prices. The handles are awesome. Um, If you ever used kettlebells before, you know how important that is. And if you go to checkout and use the code LIVEWILD, you'll save 5%. Um, And that's a big deal because right now a lot of places don't even have any kettlebells. These guys have them coming out their ears. They're happy to ship them to you. Great guys to deal with. And in addition to the kettlebells, they've got all sorts of other fitness equipment, including barbells, dumbbells, weighted maces, all the fun stuff. So go to greatlakesgearyou.com, promo code LIVEWILD, and save yourself 5%. Welcome back to Live Wild Radio. This is Winston, and we're going to be doing another one of our fitness Q&A episodes. Um, who knew uh, that uh, uh, you guys would like these? Uh, I'm glad you do, because um, it's fun for me to answer your questions. And this one's really actually just going to be one question uh, answered. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, we'd like to introduce you, if you haven't heard about them already, to our favorite sponsor, Great Lakes Gearia. Um, this is where we get all of our fitness equipment, our kettlebells, our pull-up bar, our maces, which are a big steel handle with a uh, shot put welded on the end for swinging around. A lot of fun. Um, Very much into minimalist training ourselves, but Great Lakes also has things like squat racks and Olympic bars and bumper plates and dumbbells. Um, And you're able to get all of your, you know, home gym needs uh, to get really good workouts, especially the kind of workouts that we talk about doing. Um, are highly effective but minimalist type workouts and uh, yeah so if you need fitness equipment um, go to greatlakesgearia.com g-i-r-y-a which is russian for kettlebell and uh, use promo code livewild and you will save five percent off your order and uh, like i said uh, everything you need to put together a totally kick-ass home gym. Because if you have just a few kettlebells, and if you do them in pairs, it's even better. Um, we have a pretty ass-kicking gym. <laughs> uh, we've got a pull-up bar, we've got gymnastics rings attached to the ceiling, um, some bands, and then matching kettlebell sets from 12 kilos up to 32 kilos in 4 kilo increments. Um, so that is 12, 16, 20, 24, 28, 32. So six sets. Um, and basically everything you need um, to develop world-class, uh, you know, outdoor fitness um, and the kind of fitness that will allow you to be in great shape for uh, many, many, many years, not the kind of thing where you're going to, uh, beat yourself up. That's one of the things I love about kettlebells. Um, I've been using kettlebells on and off for about 
uh, coming up on, actually, I think it is about 20 years because it was 2002. I went to a class and, uh, but I'd never used them, uh, before the pandemic for my whole workouts just because I had gyms with barbells and everything. But one of the cool side effects I ran into of going with all kettlebells and body weight is all of my joint pain, um, pretty much disappeared. Uh, I didn't, feel like I was getting crushed under a barbell. My shoulders didn't hurt anymore. So that's a nice side effect. So if you need some fitness equipment, go to greatlakesgearia.com and use promo code livewild. You can find a link in the show notes uh, about this. Um, So today's question is just how to prepare a training program that you can do at home to train for hiking um, that will get you to a very, very high level um, when you don't have a lot of time. Um, And that's sort of where I specialize as far as my training and coaching goes. If you're like 20 and you have unlimited time to train, um, obviously I can put a program together for you. But uh, where I uh, have had... uh, Uh, a lot of success with my clients is making training programs that get you in really, really good shape um, when you don't have unlimited time. Um, Just to give you an idea myself, um, in addition to the sort of the daily walking I do, because I work at a big outdoor store, so I walk, you know, about 15,000 steps a day, and I ride my bike to work. Uh, In the winter, I'll walk to work. Um, So I'm getting a lot of kind of mid-level activity anyway, um, which I understand if you work in an office, you're not going to tend to get that. Um, You know, just by happenstance, you're going to have to plan some walks in your day. Um, But outside of that, I'm doing four half-an-hour workouts a week uh, and getting really, really good results, even as somebody who's been training since they were 12 years old. I'm seeing nice increases in both fitness, um, strength, lean body mass. Like when I say fitness, I mean uh, both uh, muscular endurance and cardiovascular endurance um, without training for hours a week. Um, I do, during the summer and fall, um, get out on a couple mountain bike rides each week. Um, And obviously that will add to your cardio, but I'm not putting hours of uh, zone two kind of road riding training in or... Um, long runs or any of those types of cardio. Uh, But when I go out, I can ride for three hours. um, And, you know, I'm not in peak racing fitness. um, But nowadays, my aim is to be pretty good at everything and not the best at anything. So we just got back from a rock climbing trip in Quebec. And I was able to climb every day. We did some big hikes um, and felt great. Uh, you know, went for a bike ride during lunch today. Uh, you know, we were up about 45 minutes, had some good hills. Um, it's the kind of thing where I can go do just about anything, um, and I feel good doing it. Um, you know, so, uh, for somebody who's got the list of injuries that I have over the years, um, when you, for the most part, are operating pain-free, 
um, at 51, I'm pretty happy. Um, and, you know, uh, and you'll hear the transformation episode coming up, uh, that uh, with a couple of little changes to my diet with the training I'm doing, um, for the first time in about 15 years, maybe 20, um, I can actually see abs. Uh, so don't let anybody tell you you're too old to see your abs. Um, you know, they're not like super Brad Kit, Brad Kit, <laughs> Brad Pitt and Fight Club abs yet. But the fact is, is like, um, I can see some lines in the side, uh, and then the top two rows, you know, when I flex, I can actually see them. Now I'm so furry that I had to trim my, my, uh, uh, chest and stomach hair down a little bit just to make sure it wasn't an optical illusion but you know uh you know that's just a a case where some of us are hairier than others uh <coughs> so um onto this question how to prepare for like long distance backpacking hikes uh without um unlimited time to train uh and i've had some great luck uh, with just a simple, um, three day a week strength training program. Um, and then the way that I structure it, you actually do get a fair amount of conditioning out of it because it's a density program. So the way, um, the general outline is you have three days a week, call it Monday, Wednesday, Friday, like in non-consecutive days. And you're going to do a full body workout, um, three different exercises, um, each day. So, um, there's an A program and a B program. Um, so week one, Monday, you would do the A program, uh, Wednesday, you do the B program and, uh, Friday, you do the A program again. And then the following week it's reversed. It's B A B. Um, so it's just, you just keep repeating, you know, A B A B A B. Um, and the workouts are half an hour long and the goal um, without making it a kind of metabolic conditioning, you know, pool of sweat, gasping for air kind of workout, um, you know, uh, so that all of your reps are quality, you never hit failure. Um, uh, each week or each workout, if you're able to, is try to get an extra couple of reps or an extra set or you just auto-regulate. And so you'll have days, you know, if you do this over like an eight-week program, you might have some A days where you increase for a couple days and then you have a day where you're just not feeling great. That's fine. It's not like a perfect linear progression that you tend to see. But the idea is over time, as you get a little stronger, you get a little fitter, um, you're able to do more work in the same amount of time. So the workouts never get longer. You essentially just rest less because you're getting stronger and fitter. Um, I find this highly effective because you both build some strength, build some muscle. Um, and if you're somebody who's over 30, uh, that's really important because over 30, uh, you lose anywhere from 3 to 8% of your muscle mass per decade. Um, and so you can picture, you know, uh, if you're on the low end of it because you don't strength train, uh, by the time you're 50, you've lost 16%. Um, and you know, well, a lot of times because it's like compound interest only negatively, um, that just keeps getting worse over time. Um, so 
it's not a bodybuilding program, but you anytime you are overloading the muscles uh, with an adequate amount of volume of training, you will get some hypertrophy, some muscle growth. Uh, but it's not the kind of thing where if somebody wanted to be a bodybuilder, this isn't the way I would program it for you, right? We're outdoorsy athletes who want to fit, be fit, feel good, and be able to do our activities, whether it's hiking or you know mountain biking, rock climbing, whatever it is. So you have those uh, two days or two workouts that you rotate through three times a week. Um, so each workout, one week you do two of them and one of the other, and the other week's the opposite. Pretty straightforward. Um, there's sort of, other than the density thing that if you've never done that before, um, the AB uh, workouts are pretty pretty commonplace. Um, programs like starting strength or um, other five by pro five programs um, use that formula quite often. Um, and then two to three other days a week, and I give you the option of two to three because people's schedules, right? Um, is the weighted ruck march plus, and I will get into the plus in a minute. Um, so what ruck marches are is just put a backpack on <laughs> and go for a walk. Um, if you hike with poles, which I would recommend, use your poles when you go on your walks. Now, here's where the plus part comes in. Um, and it takes willing to look silly, if you want to call it that, or, um, uh, you know, be unusual or just not give a shit, right? You're out there to get in shape. Because um, the key is you drag a tire behind you. Um, so you get yourself a car tire. You go to like a car, like a tire place that's going to throw out tires um, or look around the side of the road, like finding, a, you know, go down and look at the river. <laughs> Somebody's always thrown a tire in the river. Um, you know, what you want is a used car tire, no rim. Um, go to Home Depot and get yourself uh, a eye bolt um, with some nuts and washers. Drill a hole through the tread part of the tire, put the bolt in. Now you have a thing that you can attach a pulling harness to. Um, so, so far the tire, you'll get it for free. The hardware you need from Home Depot is going to be, you know, a couple bucks maybe. Um, and then where you're going to spend a little bit of money, but not a ton, is any place that sells ice fishing gear. Like here in um, Ontario, where I live, you go to a sales store, sale outdoors, if you're in the States, Bass Pro or Cabela's, um, even local places. Um, but you get a pulling harness for pulling a sled. Um, and other uh, options, you know, could be, you know, some backpacks might allow you to attach it because you obviously if you have a backpack with a hip belt, if you've got like a pretty heavy framed backpack, you might be able to rig it up that way. Um, but, uh, you know, there, there can be different approaches to it. Um, so the way that I do it is I've got a weighted vest that I wear when I'm walking. Um, and then, uh, the pulling harness over top and it's fairly comfortable. But if you're, if you're wearing like a backpacking backpack, um, oftentimes you can find a way with the hip belt or with the frame or something like that, some way to attach the rope, uh, from the, uh, pulling harness, or, I mean, from the tire to it. Uh, and you will just go walk dragging that tire around your neighborhood. Um, 
it's not hard. Uh, well, okay, I shouldn't say that. Um, it's not complicated. <laughs> it literally, you just walk. But what's great with it is it mimics hill climbing. Um, and so you do a half hour walk three times a week, two or three times a week. You know, I told you you got a little bit of leeway there. Um, but the key to it is the first five minutes, you want to drag the tire backwards, um, walking backwards. And that will really strengthen your knees. Um, anybody with knee issues, dragging a tire or a sled backwards, and because there's so much drag of the tire on asphalt or sidewalk, um, you don't need a really heavy tire to do this. Um, you know, basically because there's so much friction, it just ends up being sort of the drag that never ends. Um, and so it's really, really effective. Um, and what you're going to do, like I said, first five minutes, you're going to drag it walking backwards. Um, conveniently, I live in a uh, townhouse complex, so I can just drag it right in front of the house. Um, and then I just basically clip it onto the harness and out I go. And we've got like some park trails across the street and sidewalks. Um, because you're not going to walk fast dragging a tire and carrying a pack, um, you run into the thing where, uh, you know, you don't have to go for a long distance, you know, to get your 25 minutes of forward dragging because you end up having to lean forward into the harness and really push. Um, this is where wearing hiking shoes can help because grip can sometimes, you know, if you're going to go uphill a bit. Um, grip can be a little bit of an issue. Uh, and the great part is even going downhill, it doesn't slide. So you're still having to drag the tire downhill. Um, even if your route has some ups and downs to it. So if you're doing it on sidewalk, grass, uh, pavement, park trails, you know, if they've got like those, you know, nice little walking trails, if it's paved, obviously, there's some grip there. If it's on crushed stone, same idea. Um, this obviously only works for people. If you live in an apartment building, uh, there can be a problem of where to store your tire. But, um, uh, you know, basically you hide in the bushes or something. Or if you got one of them storage units down in the basement. I know people have that in apartment buildings. Um, or you get some weighted carries. You just sort of keep it up on its side, stuck behind the couch or something like that. Um, and let's say you live in the kind of place where you got to go upstairs. Well, now you get some extra workout and to carry that tire up the stairs. Uh, so that ends up being, you know, just a bonus workout. Um, and so this approach, it's dumb simple. Um, but just like the auto-regulated strength training, and I'll, and I'll lay out the actual, like, workouts that I recommend. Um, but one of the great things you're going to run into is just over time, just try to get more in, like more distance um, in your walks each day that you do it. Um, and it's not going to be far. Um, but, and this is why I don't get that far from home, because <laughs> it might be, you know, uh, you know, for me, I did literally just do laps around the block. Um, so when my timer's close to end, I just sort of cut it for home and just drag it back to the garage. Um, you know, uh, I'll put a podcast in to listen to while I'm doing it. Um, cause it's not, uh, I, I won't like delude anybody into thinking it's the most exciting thing in the world, um, to listen to, uh, or to do while you're doing it. But it is so effective. 
Um, you know, because we just did a hike on this recent trip uh, at Mont d'Argent in Quebec. Uh, 7K, uh, it had about 3,000 feet of elevation gain. Um, you're going up and down, like just gnarly steep trails. A lot of the trails, they actually uh, had knotted climbing ropes attached to trees, so you had a something to hold on to to either pull yourself up or, you know, uh, lower yourself down because um, it was too steep to safely walk, um, whether it was rock slabs or this steep, loose stuff. Uh, the ropes really help, but that gives you an idea of kind of the steepne- steepness and severity of the terrain. Um, and, you know, our hike was, uh, we had the kids with us, uh, but, like, it was nothing. Like, I did not find it taxing at all. Um, you know, in fact, I recorded my heart rate data, and the highest it got was 125 beats per minute going up, super steep, um, which is not that high for me, <laughs> right? Like, I never got out of breath. So I was pretty happy with that. And that's just from, you know, doing the home workouts and dragging a uh, a tire around. And so when it comes to the workouts, really super straightforward. Um, we've got six movements. Um so, uh, there's push-ups, uh, and what I want you to do with each of these movements is figure out, um, how many reps you can do max. Uh, if say with push-ups, you can do more than 25, then I would do them with a weighted vest on. Um, cause we want to use a resistance level that you can do 10 to 15 reps. Um, you know, and that you... After that, you start to hit technical failure. And what that means is that you might get a rep done, but it's ugly. You know, you're all contorted and twisting and grinding to get that last rep or two out. Um, So, uh, you know, basically we want things that are your um, 10 rep max. Um, And that'll vary for everything, right? Um, And then the number of reps you're going to do are half that um, in your sets. Okay, so we've got push-ups, body rows, and body rows, whether it's a bar uh, or, say, gymnastics rings hung from the ceiling, you just lean back um, with your heels on the ground, your body perfectly straight, um, and you want the bar or the rings at a height that has your butt, you know, but a foot off the ground. And then you just pull yourself up to the rings or the bar, whatever you happen to have. Um, you can even do them on the underside of a sturdy table. Um, uh, I've seen that done, but I, I like rings. Um, or a TRX, you know, that you can hook in even a door. Um, so first two movements are simple body weight, push and pull. Uh, then... Uh, we're going to have a squat, um, which I would throw in either a goblet squat with a kettlebell, goblet squat with a heavy dumbbell, you know, and heavy's relative, um, or uh, double kettlebell front squats, which are my personal favorites. Um, then uh, hip hinge, and with that, I do the kettlebell swing. Um, uh, Basically, heavy swings are magic. <laughs> um, 
you know, and when I say heavy, we're talking like sets of, you know, 10, right? I want them explosive and powerful versus, you know, just a metronome where you're going through the motion, but it's more of a cardio workout. We want explosive, powerful uh, hip hinge uh, with your swings. Then that's four exercises. Our final two are the suitcase carry and the Turkish getup. Um, and like I said, I find this super, super effective. Um, what we'll have is on one day is your, uh, like on your A workout is body rows, then Turkish get-ups and goblet squats. And then on your B day is push-ups, suitcase carries, and kettlebell swings. Um, And you're going to do as many sets of each. So you'll do a set of one, then a set of another, then the set of the third exercise, and you just repeat that for half an hour, three times a week. Um, And you take as much rest as you need between rounds and between sets so that all of your work is high quality. You don't want to be, you know, missing reps. You don't want to hit failure. You don't want to be so gassed that you're sloppy. But the goal is each week, just try to get a little bit more work done. Because if, you know, after eight weeks, you're getting, say, 25% more work done in the same amount of time, there's no way around it. You're stronger and you're fitter. Um, And with the amount of volume you'll build, it's enough stimulus to gain some muscle mass. um, And you're going to burn a lot of calories. So just very, very highly effective. And we're going to put the actual breakdown of this in the show notes. Um, So it doesn't sound complicated. You know, because the whole thing is that each set you should do should be some work. um, But it should never kill you. Um, but towards the end of the workouts, as you build fatigue, um, the sets will get harder and harder. You'll have to take a little bit longer breaks. Um, you know, I find myself, I start pretty quick, um, and accumulate a fair amount of work. And then gradually the rests get a little bit longer. Um, but as the weeks go by, your fitness increases, your strength increases, so you can get more work done because it doesn't require as much rest. Pretty straightforward. (coughs) Um, Yeah, and then you combine that with your two or three days a week of five minutes of backward sled dragging. Um, uh, And one thing when we come down to, when I say sled drag, I mean tire dragging, but if you got a sled, that works too. Um, But then... Uh, one of the things that I've done is I have a little T-handle. Um, so I've just got a, an old piece of rope that I tied a loop on each end. And because I'm a rock climber, I've got carabiner. So one uh, end I clipped to the tire, the other end I clipped to my harness. But before, when I'm doing my backwards dragging, um, I've just got a uh, T-handle um, that I made Uh that allows me to clip the rope to the handle so I have something to grab uh, when I walk backwards. But you could even just take some pieces of inch and a quarter PVC pipe, cut them like five inches long, uh, 
um, and run a rope through that, kind of like a water ski uh, handle. And you just clip that to the rope uh, when you're going to pull backwards. Because that backwards pulling, um, you will thank me um, when it comes to downhill hiking, um, that sustained work you get from backwards dragging really does amazing things as far as strengthening your knees goes. Um, I used to do back, backwards uphill walking, you know, or, or jogging, sprinting, you know, whatever on a grass hill. Um, but what I find, uh, not everybody's got the right hill for it. Um, it does require a certain amount of coordination. Um, but backwards dragging, really straightforward. <laughs> um, and because you're not going as quick, you're less likely to stumble. You're just walking backwards, pulling a tire. Um, so really, really effective program. Um, and, you know, when you work it out, if you do a five-minute warm-up uh, beforehand, um, you're going to run into the thing of... Uh, basically a 35-minute workout five days a week. So it's like still under three hours a week, right? Um, and it's one of those things where I know life gets in the way. Um, and so while the structure that I talked about is sort of the optimal, um, even if all you can get in in a given week right? Don't beat yourself up. Like do what you can. If you only get one A workout, one B workout, and one tire drag a week, um, you'll still make progress. It just won't be quite as quick, right? Um, when you can get the work in over time, uh, you know, consistently, um, you will find you make better progress. But I've had times where because schedules, right, get in the way, um, you basically end up, you know, the plan was six and you only got three, right? And it's easy to beat yourself up over that. But uh, as long as you're consistent over time, um, you know, uh, you will still make progress, right? So it's just get your work in. Um, and, you know, uh, I've had days too where because I'm really pushed for time, um I end up having to abbreviate my workout to 15 minutes, you know? So I ran into that the other day. Uh, and all I did was just alternate sets of kettlebell swings and push-ups for 15 minutes because that's the, you know, uh, I just had time commitments <laughs> that just didn't work. Luckily, you know, I do train at home. So it was a case of just cramming it in, um, I did some hanging, some band pull-aparts, and some goblet squats to warm up, and then set a timer, and boom. Like, I probably warmed up for two minutes, um, and just went at it. Uh, you know, my first couple of sets of swings weren't as snappy, right? I was just sort of, you know, doing the idea of, like, even using the first couple sets as a bit of a warm-up, um, and then just got as much work in 15 minutes as I could do. Um, you know, it's the same thing as a bad day of eating, 
um, you fall off the wagon a little bit, like if you had a, a fat loss goal. So that's going to mean not having Kentucky Fried Chicken or, you know, uh, McDonald's or donuts or, you know, there's no way around it. Like at a certain point, we have to be responsible adults and, you know, uh, basically take ownership of our own decisions. Um, but if you have a bad day, well, maybe you just had a bad meal and then you're back on track for dinner. Maybe you had a bad day. Well, then you're back on track tomorrow. Um, you know, it's what you do over a two week, two month, two year period, right? The consistency over time. Um, no one workout is going to make you and no one workout is going to break you, right? So even if it means you juggle your week around, um, I've even done the thing where, uh, because I've got one busy day and my next day I'm off, I'll put a strength workout in the morning and do my sled dragging in the afternoon or my tire dragging, right? So, you know, you can get creative. Take the kids out. Um, we've even done the thing where just for fun, um, the kids thought it was hilarious to sit on the tire, like Catherine's children uh, thought it was hilarious to sit on the tire, uh, you know, or I've done loaded carries where I pick up both of them <laughs> and just start walking around with them. Like, you know, when we're out and about horsing around, it gives you a little bit of extra, you know, loading and fits in some activity in environments that might not have, uh, been conducive to it, if that makes any sense. Um, especially loaded activity, you know, if you're out for a hike, um, if it's an easy trail, sometimes I'll do the thing of like piggyback a kid around. Um, well now all of a sudden it's an extra loaded hike. Um, and I get a little bit more training benefit out of it. Um, and then with the kids, like I'll do things just for their fitness. Um, we were at the beach, uh, on our last trip and we did sprints in the sand. Uh, and so it's a way that you can fit that little bit of extra conditioning work in, um, while still making things fun. So hopefully, uh, what I explained made sense. Um, like I said, we're going to stick it in the show notes. So you'll be able to, uh, uh, you know, download it, copy it, print it out. Um, so it makes sense. Um, and if anything I said, you know, you want clarification, uh, just go to our website, livewildradio.com. Bottom of the homepage, um, you can send us uh, questions, notes, you know. Uh, the whole nine yards, um, or you can find Live Wild Radio on Instagram, and feel free to DM us. Um, we're happy to answer questions there as well. So uh, I hope that's been helpful for you. Um, I'm glad you guys are liking these mini sodes where I talk about fitnessy stuff, um, and look forward to our next episode where. Uh, Catherine and I talk about my body transformation. We already talked about hers, how she lost 60 pounds. Uh, I have not lost that much, but I lost enough that uh, I went from just a, you know, relatively fit dad bod to the startings of whatever we describe somebody with abs um, and, and bigger shoulders because I do a lot of um, kettlebell pressing as well. Uh, and... It certainly has uh, done wonderful things for my shoulders and my traps. So, yeah, until next time, I'm Winston. Don't forget to work hard and play dirty.
Uh, this is Live Wild Radio, and uh, we will see you next time.